You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use Locked15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. What's up? You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. Got a special guest. This is his second appearance. It is Pete Michael. What is going on? What's up, Barlow? Everything good over here? How's everything? was it last week i was at your camp which was uh, a success so that that's been keeping me busy doing uh content there but it's getting close to nba draft time well it's still about i don't know maybe 90 days away but it's it's um you know it's the time that i've been preparing for for all year so it's busy but that's one of the reasons why i um i'm having you on as a guest because there's a new event that you're a big part of, and it's called the Myrtle Beach Combine. But before we get into that, for the listeners that that aren't familiar with the name Pete Michael, can you give them a, a brief history of your background? Well, you know, I always like to, you know, like to call myself one of the greatest winners that ever played basketball. And that's and that is a an accurate statement. Uh, I, I don't like to throw around titles is best player, average player, whatever it is. I, I go by the wins. I've always been a winner, um, you know, starting back in high school, playing for the great Duncan Reed in Rock Island, Illinois. I broke Don Nelson's, the great Don Nelson. I broke all his scoring records in high school. And then I went on to start in junior college two years in a row, winning 72 games in a row, back-to-back national championships with Indian Hills Junior College in Iowa. And then when I went to Cincinnati my junior year, you know, obviously I played for a top ranked team there in college basketball and I won another 15 games before I lost my first one. So I went 87 games in a row, three years without losing a basketball game, my first three years in college. And after that happened, I played my senior year. Cincinnati was the number one team in college basketball. We had Kenya Martin, the first pick in the draft, DeMar Johnson, the seventh pick, and I was a 58 pick in the draft. And we had an all-star team. We lost two games in a regular season. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't win a national championship, but we had one of the best teams in college basketball in the history of college basketball. So uh, that, that's been my career through my collegiate. And then after that, I uh, started in Barcelona, FC Barcelona. I played with some of the guys that a lot of people might know uh, when they were really young, Ricky Rubio, when he was a kid, Joe Ingles, Mario Hezonia, Alex Sabrinas. That's just to name a few. You know, those are four NBA players right there that, you know, I've helped develop and, you know, I've kind of raised because I've always been a little older than those guys. And um, some of those guys played behind me when I was in Barcelona. And in Barcelona, I won 12 cup championships uh, in Spain. I'm sorry, not Barcelona, but in Spain in a total of eight years, I won 12 championships. And also I won the, the most covenant award, which is a EuroLeague championship. And I won that in 2010 in pairs, you know, with Ricky Rubio and a couple other guys on that team. So um, I've had that type of career where I've been fortunate enough to win. I've been very blessed to be able to stay healthy and to have a long career. 
Um, I had a 17-year career, fortunately, and uh, it worked out really well for me. And I'm very blessed and, and humbled, you know, by the experience I had. Uh, I wasn't a guy that uh, got a chance to really play in the NBA. And my level was Europe. My highest level was Europe. That was a level that I could put my mark on, play my 25, 30 minutes a game, and impact me. So I'm very proud of my career, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So it was uh, Barcelona has always been a special place to me. It is a place that I actually call home. So, uh, you know, I think everything is, you know, everything happened for a reason. So it, it's been most definitely a great journey. Now, is that where the name MVP came from? Yeah, MVP was my first. I was MVP of Spain and finals MVP in 2008 when I played for a team called Tau Basconia. Um, during the awards ceremony, I didn't know I was going to win the MVP, even though I had a good series. But during the awards ceremony, guys like Thiago Splitter, who people know, he played for the Spurs. Pablo Pejoni, who played in the NBA. Uh, Mirza Telokovic, who also played in the NBA. Guys like that were chanting MVP. And it's just one of those names that it happened organically. And the fans kind of rolled with it. Uh, they have some of the best fans ever there. And they kind of kept that name going. So that name stuck with me throughout my whole entire career. And, and it was a great name because it symbolized winning. And that's what I was all about with winning. You know, individual stats was one thing, but winning is, is what made me hungry for more. Now, can you briefly talk about your post-playing career and how you got involved with the Myrtle Beach Combine? Yeah, so my post-career is, is, has been great. Um, I played for a guy named Tom Thibodeau uh, when I was in New York Knicks. When I, I got drafted to the Mavs, and they traded me to the Knicks on draft day. And Tom Thibodeau was assistant coach at the time. Jeff Van Gundy was the head coach. So I spent a ton of time with Tibbs. Um, that's when Tibbs was in the weight room with me every day. He would work me out before the practice. He would work me out after practice. And I was a rookie. I wasn't playing. I had Latrell Sprewell in front of me. I had Glenn Rice, Larry Johnson. I mean, I had some all-stars in front of me. So I wasn't playing as a rookie. And that was fine because I had Tibbs. He was motivating me, keeping me hungry, working out with me every day. Every day. So I, I, I formed a relationship with Tibbs. I played two summer leagues for him. I actually had really good summer leagues, and that's what really got me a job overseas. So um, in return, when I finished my career, Tibbs was the first person I called. And he invited me to Minnesota when he was the president and coach of the Timberwolves. And I sat down in his office and I interviewed with him. And, and I hadn't seen him for a long time, but, you know, the first thing I said was how happy I was, the type of career he's had, because he's always had that work ethic. So I, I think we both had, you know, similar paths as far as, grinding hard as we could to get to where we're at. So um, he hired me um, to be a scout at another Timberwolves, and I thought it was a great job. It, it was actually my dream job because, you know, playing in Europe, you everything is so locked down. You know, it's kind of be like being in college, but at a higher level because they kind of dictate, you know, you got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. You have to sit on the airplane next to someone. You have to share rooms with guys. So that's a little insight that a lot of people don't know. So even though you are a professional in Europe, a lot of teams treat you more like a kid. So um, being a scout was the first time I had real freedom my whole career. So as a scout, you don't answer to anyone. You basically, you do your job. You send in your reports, whether your opinion is the best opinion or the worst opinion, nobody cares. It's all about having different opinions. If everyone has the same opinion in the front office, 
then your value goes down. People want to disagree with you to agree at the end. That's the beauty of the front office. We all disagree on players. We all disagree on what's important. Some guys love the hand size. Like you'll see certain teams in the NBA draft, they value guys' hand size. I look at a kid named like Kate Cunningham. First, when I watch games, I don't even look at guys shoot the ball or the way they run. I look at their hand size because I know which teams really value that hand size. And he has some huge hands, right? Because if you look at Kawhi Leonard and he's been successful, there's a lot of people that want to copy that because they think that extra half inch really matters in the game. Because most NBA people, they want to put as much length as possible on the floor. So um, that's what I did. I scouted for the Timberwolves for two years. That was great. Um, I moved on with the Wizards, and that went really, really well for me. I got around some really good guys and Tommy Shepard and Johnny Rogers, uh, really, really good guys. And, uh, you know, they hate, they helped further my career. And I, I decided to, um, you know, start what I'm doing now, and that is my Myrtle Beach International Combine. And this is something that has never been done in the United States. Uh, nobody has ever brought 40 college players with no eligibility left to an event like this, along with 20 international players. So this is where Myrtle Beach International Combine is totally different than any other combine. And we don't want to be compared to any other combine because what we've done is, what I've done, I've put together a coaching staff that's second to none. We got Jim Boylan. He's a 30-year-plus. He's been an NBA champion as assistant, as a head coach of the Chicago Bulls. So this is a guy that's been a lifer in basketball, 30-plus years in basketball. So, And then you go to Bill Bano, who's been a 15-plus-year veteran as assistant coach. Plus, he's been a head coach, you know, coaching guys like Sean Marion and UNLV. He's been a head coach there. He's been a head coach overseas. And then also when you look at the new up-and-coming guys, we've got Ty Ellis who I think is going to be a head coach one day in the NBA. He's already been, he's had a few stints in the G League as head coach, and he's a bright mind, and he's well-respected around the NBA. And there's a numerous other assistant coaches that we have. So we have over 100 years of coaching experience in this event for the players. And that's wow. something that I haven't seen anyone do. And that's why, you know, we, what I'm doing at Myrtle Beach International Combine cannot be duplicated. Um, because of the staff that we have in. We have well-liked people, well-rounded people, head coaches in the NBA, assistant coaches in the NBA, numerous coaches that develop stars. You know, Jim Boylan was with Zach Levine. You know, Bill Baino was with Victor Oladipo. You know, I mean, you just can't beat that experience. And this is what I'm bringing to Myrtle Beach. And I choose Myrtle Beach because of the great facility and the great people there. And I thought this could be a great, great event. First of all, we don't have competition. Uh, Myrtle Beach is a small town, but I think everybody knows Myrtle Beach has 20 million tourists a year. It is a tourist mecca. It has over 10, it has more hotels than Las Vegas has. It is a great place to be. They have 60 miles of grandstand beaches. They have great restaurants and it's a family place too. So this is an event where we are inviting everyone from around the world. There'll be Countries coming all the way from Argentina. There'll be countries coming all the way from Europe and from Asia to watch this event. So this is an event where we're looking to get four to 500 people inside. And the South Carolina CDCs and the COVID vaccines and things like that, 
this is the perfect place to do it because uh, they are open and we are allowed to have fans. So obviously we'll have everything, all our protocols in place, but it will be safe and we will have a successful event. And the players that we're looking for, we're looking for those high level NBA eligible, draft eligible players, anywhere from that 17 range up to 22 years old. Uh, we are looking for the seniors that don't that does not have any eligibility left that's able to come to this event. Uh, we are actively in touch with their agents and inviting certain players to this event and the European guys. Uh, I did something that I think is pretty unique. So I went around to most of the GMs and scouts and assistant GMs around the league and I kind of talked to a few of these guys and I said, well, what kind of guys would you like to see? You know, even if you cannot attend this event, what kind of guys would, could you, would you like to see? Because this is going to be live stream as well. And the first thing came out of five of the team's name was the Argentina kids. So that's really unique because if you look at what Argentina has done as a small country, you got Gabriel Deck who was playing during the season in Real Madrid that signed a four-year deal in OKC. You got Luca Vildosa, who was playing in Basconia, who signed a four-year deal with the New York Knicks just a week ago. And then you got Campasso, who signed with, with Denver Nuggets. So you have three Argentina guys in the last 12 months that all signed with NBA teams. That's kind of unheard of. So that tells you there that they want to see who's the next Ginobili, you know, who's the next Pablo Pejoni. And I think that is what I want to bring to this camp. I want to bring the Argentina kids. I want to bring some of the kids that's playing and, you know, some of these lower levels in Spain and Turkey and Italy that you might not know. And I want to bring, because in Spain, I played against a lot of guys that nobody knew who they were early in their career and they ended up being NBA stars or having great careers. So I'm trying to do something that hasn't been done. We are looking for 40 college players and it could be those 40 players that's on the fringe. You know, as an NBA scout, I understand that there's a lot of players that need an opportunity. If you look at events like this, guys like Jimmy Butler, they've came to events like this, Anthony Tolliver, and look at the type of career they've had. So we will have an alumni list of players that go on to be stars in the NBA or be stars over in Europe. And I want to make, make this very clear. It is an international combine. It's a worldwide combine. So we're not... Um, we're not saying this is an NBA event. This is a worldwide combine. So we want guys that potentially want to be in the NBA and guys that potentially are going to be in Europe and be stars in Europe as well. So this is where we differ from anyone that's saying it's strictly an NBA event. And that is what we're not. When we return, I want to get your opinion on why there has been such an influx of players from Argentina entering the NBA. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props are almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts, promo code locked on. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport 
with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow. I have Pete Michael on. And let's talk about Argentina. How much of it do you think is related to their success at the 2019 World Cup? Now, I was actually there at the games in Beijing, and I was impressed. And I, I, I made a comment to one of my friends that was with me, is that if I had a son, I would love for him to learn his fundamentals in Argentina. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. Like you said, it's a small country. Their players are all very, they're like very skilled, but they're fun to watch. And whenever they run an offense, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like clockwork. It was just so fun to me to watch how, just how their offense operated, how you can tell they had a system in place. And then you see like a lot of their guards have this flash and this flair to the game, like Ginobili had it, Composito has it. There's a kid, I can't think of his name right now. He was on their under 19 team a couple of years ago, and he was so fun to watch. Every pass he threw had a little bit of sauce on it. You look at uh, Balmero, who's playing mm-hmm. in Barcelona. He has a similar type of, of style. So why do you think teams are looking for these Argentinian players? Well, I've been blessed to be able to finish my career. My last two years of my career, 2016 and 17, was in Argentina. So I've been fortunate enough to play around the world and see some of these guys that's in the NBA right now. For example, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, a team called San Lorenzo had Gabriel Deck, and I, and I guarded Gabriel Deck. He had to guard me. So I was able to see um, the hype around him firsthand. So I would say when I played him four years ago that he would be an NBA. I most definitely would have told any scout, any team that wanted to know what I really think about him. Because until you play against a guy, you don't really know what he's like. I mean, if you look at the long list of Argentina guys, Andre Nocioni, Pablo Pigioni, um, Campasso, Walter Herman, Luis, Luis Scola, Ginobili, they all got something in common, right? And that's toughness. Mm-hmm. They all got that in common. Like, they all of them. And, and this is what the NBA teams like. When you have flash, when you have skill, and then you have toughness, now you can play for a Tom Thibodeau if you Luca Vildoza. You can play for a guy like that. Why? Because you've been in Spain playing for Serbian coaches and Spanish coaches that are tougher than any NBA coach in the, in the league. And you've been playing like that since you've been a kid. So all you know is tough, hard work, discipline, fundamentals, and playing team basketball. That's why those guys are so successful, man. It's in their blood. I mean, these guys are, are really good. And they play hard, you know, they, they play hard. I think they make up for some of the lack of skill. I played with a guy, Pablo Pejoni. I won championships with him in Spain. And Pablo didn't come over. To, he's actually assistant coach with the Timberwolves right now. But Pablo didn't come over until he was like, I think, 33, 34 years old. Was really, yet really late. And but he still played, what, like, seems like five or six years after that. Maybe even more. He played for Houston. He played for the Rockets. He the played Knicks. for the Knicks. And, um... So you see a guy like that, why would you bring over a 33, 34-year-old? You know, you bring him over because you know that if you need a defensive specialist, a guy that can really pass the ball and that can make shots, well, why would you get a young player when you have a guy with so much experience that can help you win games? So that the, the thinking has changed in the NBA. 
And I think a lot of people can, I said it before, they can thank the Spurs for that. The Spurs changed the narrative when they started winning three out of four championships with a roster full of European guys. And then all of a sudden, Stephen Curry came along a few years ago. He changed the game by being not athletic, coming out with, he didn't have the best measurements as far as being slim and undersized, but he changed the game because he showed people that you don't have to have this super long wingspan, these big hands, these huge shoulders, jump out of the gym to be considered the best player or one of the best players in the NBA. So he changed the game that way. So now it's like, I'm already thinking of 2025. Who's going to come around and change the game next, right? That's kind of what I'm always thinking of when I watch basketball. And I think um, these Argentina, Argentina kids, they're, they're here to stay. You're going to see more and more of these kids. And that's why I have a list right here of 25 Argentina kids that I have to decide between five and 10 of these guys to invite them. Um, so, you know, national team plays a role when you're trying to get international guys. So some of the guys that you might want to invite to this event, they might not be able to come because they're in the national team, but there's other guys that can come. So that's what I like to do. That's why I think this tournament is so special. There might be 20 or 30 guys that you don't know, but you look at it and say, wow, who is that guy? You know, I say it all the time, you know, Serge Ibaka, I played against him when he was in Manresa when he was really young, like really young. But he had like five block shots that game. He was playing against Tiago Splitter. He had five block shots that game, probably had five blocks, five dunks that game. And he ran the floor like a deer. And you start looking around like, damn, who is this guy? You know? And then Ricky Rubio, I threw a pass at when he was 14. He stole the ball, went and laid it up. And I was like, hold up. His arms are just way too long. Like, I can't do that again. So you start seeing these young guys, you know? And, um, you know, I seen Luca when he was in the Real Madrid second, second team, not even with the first team. I seen him playing and winning under 18, under 19 in Slovenia. I mean, you see these guys and you know they're special. You know, like I had this this thing in the front office when I was with the Wizards is, you know, I said, Luca is a franchise guy. He is a guy that's going to be the, considered one of the best players in the NBA. And the reason why I say that, because it's so hard to win a Spanish championship, a EuroLeague championship, and then he won Eurobasket with Slovenia in the same season. Yeah, I was I there. Think, I, don't, I don't think that's ever been done in the history of basketball. Anyone MVP. Anyone MVP. <laughs> he was MVP of Spain finals, and he was also MVP of the regular season, and he was MVP of the EuroLeague. Now, the EuroLeague is on another level. ACB Spain is considered the second best league in the world by far. There's no other league in Europe where there's 18 teams where you can lose every single road game. No matter if you're Barcelona, Madrid, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. If you're not ready to play, you will lose in the ACB to the worst team because every team has a good player. And that's why ACB is always going to be considered the best league in Europe. The competition is there. I mean, it's a perfect example you know, a team called Burgos in Spain, which is not the top team. They just won a European competition yesterday. You know, so there's all these teams in Spain that all play in Europe, whether they play in the FIBA, Euro Cup, whether they play in the, you know, the Euro League, whatever they play, they compete at the highest level. And then you look at the final four of the Euro League this year, which is coming up soon. You got FC Barcelona. FC Barcelona, in my opinion, is the favorite to win the Euro League this year. 
over Ephes? Or is that a little bit of bias? Because well, you know. I'm biased. <laughs> I mean, any time you, you know, you win almost every single game you play in four years for one team, I think you're gonna be a little biased. You know, <laughs> and, and the love for me in Barcelona is second to none. You know, and it, it, it's my residence too, so I have to respect where I live. <laughs> right. All right. When we return, I want to get a little bit more information about the type of players outside of the guys you mentioned that will be attending this Myrtle Beach Combine. If you've been listening to the Locked One Network, then you know we've been telling you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market. We've been telling you about this for quite a while. But if you haven't, Built Bar is this amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar that is 100% chocolate on each and every bar. And if you missed it, we had what we call Built Bar Madness, which was like an NCAA tournament style competition between all of the Built Bars. And the champion was Coconut Brownie Chunk over Mint Brownie Chunk. It was a tough competition. But if you missed it and you didn't vote or you have another opinion, you can try all the different flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And now you can see if you disagree with the champion, you can decide which is the best tasting protein bar. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog, it's a unique and remarkably easy catalog to navigate. Quickly, you can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And the best thing about rockauto.com is the prices are always reliably low, whether you're a professional or you're a do-it-yourselfer. Go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. We have scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts like myself. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Is there going to be any difficulty finding college seniors because there's this extra year of eligibility? Well, the timing is perfect. This is the reason why we are doing this one week before Chicago does their NBA pre-draft. Because by that day, all the players will decide if they're coming out, if they're going back to school. So that having college players come to this event, um, I mean, you're talking about two or 3,000 college players and we only want 40 of those, right? So that's a that's a low percentage of what we're trying to do. Um, a lot of guys will come out, they'll hire an agent, and they'll put their name in the draft. But I can tell you one thing, 
uh, in the front office and some teams, there's only 100 players named on that list. There might be 500 players that come out, but there's only 100 names on some of the NBA teams list. So then you got to wonder, you got to ask yourself a question. Well, if I don't get drafted, then what am I going to do? Am I going to go overseas and play? Am I going to try the G League? What am I going to do? And those are the players that though we call them fringe. The front office calls fringe NBA players. That means it's that guy that's maybe an NBA player, maybe not. It depends on how he performs in the pre-draft camp. So what I've done is I'm writing a report, you know, from my former experience of being a scout. I'm writing a report on all 50, 50 players, and we're also live streaming events. And I will make all the measurements, all the reports available to any team that wants it. If all 30 NBA teams want it, I will make it available to them. If all the European teams want it, I will make all the measurements and game film and also my scouting report available. So that is unique in its own right for what we're doing. You know, nobody else is doing that. They don't have the background. They don't have the NBA coaches and they don't have the background of being in the front office. So. That's why I think having 40 players from college come to this event, I think we'll get an overwhelming number. I think we'll get 150 that we have to choose 40 from. You've already kind of answered this, but is there anything else that separates this combine from other events that we've had in the past or that are currently going on? Because you're starting to see more of these popping up every year. Or what else separates this camp from the others? Well, I think when you, I think I answered this. When you put together over 100 years of coaching experience, um, getting the head coaches of NBA teams to be a part of this, having assistant coaches that could become head coaches be a part of this, I think this is special. Uh, we're not going after the, the ex-player who, you know, maybe had a good career as a basketball player. We're not going after that. We're going after real coaches with real experience. And that's what I'm able to secure. And I think it's all about the people you surround yourself with. Um, this is an event that I want to see happen for the next 40 years. So in order to do that, I have to surround myself with the right people. And that's what it's all about. That's what life's all about. And when you have a great event and you put on a good show for people, they'll always come back year after year. But the most important thing is I got the right people behind me. If you look at Every person I got working this, all these guys are some of the most well-liked guys in the NBA. And that's what it's about for me, relationships. And it's not even a it's just the NBA. You know, Bill Baino, he's worked at EuroCamp, Adidas. He's worked, he's worked everything you can work. Ty Ellis has been the director of the G League Combine. You know, that is a huge event in his own. Plus, he's been over to NBA China. He's done a ton of things. So, you know, the experience is just, just one thing. but the conversations that we're going to have about basketball when we're sitting at a round table, just having dinner, having drinks, this is experience, uh, rubbing ideas off each other, you know, throwing different things at each other, coming up with a great concept to make this last forever. That's what I'm more interested in. I'm interested in the relationship building. Also, we're building relationships with our sponsor. And it really helps when you have these type of names when you're talking to sponsors. I mean, this is what separates us. If I want a title sponsor to come in and give us a certain amount of money, then they're going to look at, at my business plan and say, well, who's going to be there? Who am I investing in? 
Well, if you see that you're investing in a G League head coach, a college head coach, an NBA assistant head coach for 15 years, and an NBA head coach who has three NBA championships as an assistant and had major success you know, as a head coach, and then you also got a guy who who's running the show, who basically has had you know one of the best careers in the world, period, as far as winning in championships. I think that's something to get excited about. I mean, I really do. Um, so that's why I didn't want to, you know, just go after former players. I, I want to go after guys that are going to help me get this combine off the ground and make it special. So I think that's what separates us. You know, it, it's it's one thing just to have an event and just to do it for fun. But this is something that I take really personal. This is something that I'll put on a good show for the three or 400 fans that we're going to have. And I think everybody's going to leave and say, wow, that was a great event. And I know the on-court basketball is going to be very professional. You got some of the best minds in basketball. So I'm looking forward to it. And I know the fans are going to be happy. We got VIP seating for, you know, some of the NBA players that's going to be coming by and also some of the other coaches that's coming by. Uh, we have VIP seating for those guys away from the fans. We have enough facility, 100,000 square feet to fit 3,000 people in if we wanted to. Uh, we have everything you need to get this to get this thing rolling. And I think it's going to be somewhere where people will say, hey, you know what, I'll go to Smyrna Beach because it's a great place for me and my family, just for a family trip. And I think it's going to be a great place for years to come where people are going to really enjoy being there. Now, where can anyone that's interested in coming or watching the games, where can they find more information? Yeah, right now on Instagram, they can go to Myrtle Beach Combine. Um, that is my Instagram. All information will be on there. Uh, the website will be MyrtleBeachInternationalCombine.com. That is up and running at the end of this week. But right now, Myrtle Beach Combine, that is the place to go. We've already had an overwhelming number of people that have gotten behind us. We've already got almost 6,000 followers in the last seven days alone. So this event has gained a lot of traction. Uh, I did an article yesterday with The Athletic. Everybody knows The Athletic is one of the biggest you know, media outlets in the world. I have an interview with hoopshype.com tomorrow, which is also one of the biggest international websites. They get a thousand, they get a million clicks a day. And I also have other interviews set up with other news outlets. So to say this is going to be a big event is an understatement. This is going to be a huge event. This is going to be the event of the year. And the reason why I say that, because there's a lot of pent up demand. Uh, there is scouts, you know, that I know in the NBA and Europe that they have not been out for 15 months, pent up demand to get out. Um, there are other people who just spectators and just want to go on vacation. They got their COVID shot, they're safe to travel. So there's a lot of pent up demand. So Myrtle Beach Combine on IG is the best place to go to find out information. Every day we'll post new information for this. We'll post the website when it come up, all the characters that's involved in this. And this is going to be a great event. And, and we hope to see everyone that's listening at this event because they won't be disappointed. They will see some really, really good basketball players and they'll see some great coaches and they'll have an environment that's safe and, and family friendly and they'll be in a 100,000 foot facility with eight courts. Man, I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. This sounds good. 
But man, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy schedule to come on Locked On NBA Draft and talk about this Myrtle Beach Combine. Once again, this is Rafael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, with Pete Michael from Myrtle Beach Combines. And we are out. We gone.